Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here it is. April 30th, Friday, April 30th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. The magic number is now zero. The Flyers have been mathematically eliminated from the 2021 NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. By way of a 5-3 loss against the Devils, one where the hole was dug yet again, two first-period goals, two power play goals against the New Jersey Devils set the stage, and Flyers once again chasing the game, as they have done so many times this season. Tuesday night, the Devils scored two power play goals. Again, last night, they scored two power play goals to open the scoring in the game, and the Flyers end up falling uh, against the New Jersey Devils in the hockey game. And it, it look, the Devils' power play, uh, when this series started, was 30th in the NHL. They're still clicking at just 14.7%, tied for 28th in the National Hockey League. But the Flyers' penalty kill has been a struggle all season long. And after a year where they were good on the PK, this year they have the 30th-ranked penalty kill in the National Hockey League. And when you have the 30th-ranked penalty kill, you're not going to have success. And the Flyers haven't. And that's been one of uh, a long list of reasons why they are now mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, the record against New Jersey now three and three on the season. The reason they're eliminated is also you know the regulation loss last night, but it's also the fact that the Boston Bruins got a regulation win, a five-two win over the Buffalo Sabers. That ended the math equation, and the Flyers now uh, are officially, officially playing out the string. And as I kind of reflect on this and looking back at the season, and as a member of the media, we get. Um, NHL public relations emails and a couple of the emails I got prior to taping this podcast. The first one came at 9.55 p.m. and it says the Penguins are headed to the postseason for the 15th consecutive campaign. That was number one. Number two, coming just about five minutes later, the Capitals clinch a seventh consecutive playoff berth. And it got me thinking, And it got me angry, (laughs) frankly. The Flyers have made the playoffs every other year since 2012. They haven't made it in successive years since 2012. Uh, We thought this year would be different because last year we deemed that as a progressive step forward. And it was. This year has been three steps backwards. And it was. And it has been. But where is the consistency? And again, this is going to lead us to some really interesting conversations in the offseason when the season is officially over, and we can do that deep dive on all elements of this Flyers team. And I, and you're going to hear Lane Vigneault in a minute. He doesn't want to go into that mode yet either. They still have games to play, and as coaches and, and players, you have to you know, prepare for what's in front of you. And the offseason's not in front of them yet. It's not far away, but it's not in front of them yet. So those, those questions and those answers uh, will have a time in place. They're just not yet for coaches and players. Uh, but what's going to happen here as we come down the stretch is, and finish these final games, the, one, the two more in total against the Devils, two against the Penguins, and two against the Caps, is, is going to lead to fascinating discussion and fascinating intrigue this offseason for all the wrong reasons because this team – wasn't good enough. 
it's not that this team was good enough and they underachieved. Um, I think I look at this now and say this team, as currently constructed, is not good enough. That They have talent here, but does the talent fit? And it, it's going to necessitate significant change this offseason to put this franchise back on a path uh, that they were on prior to this season, where they were a good team. Their underlying numbers were good. Bill Meltzer and I talked about it in yesterday's episode. But again, to see those emails that the Penguins made the postseason for a 15th consecutive season and the Capitals made it for a 7th consecutive postseason berth and that the Flyers haven't made back-to-back playoffs since 2012, 2011 and 2012, is extremely frustrating. And, you know, losing that game to the Devils and the starts in games where they continue to dig the hole, multiple goal deficits after a period of play again we saw in this game again and another one of the traits of this team is that when they get a goal to get within one or tie a game they give up a goal within two minutes it happened again Scott Lawton scores a goal a shorthanded goal their first shorthanded goal to make the score 2-1 in the second period and then at the nine minute mark less than two minutes later it's back to a two-goal lead and then eventually Sean Couturier gets a goal at the 12-17 mark and puts them within a goal. But again, Lawton scores that goal to get you within one, and then you give up a goal in the next shift or two after. I, I, I'm i just confounded by it. I'm confounded by it. Um, I think a lot of people are confounded by it, and ultimately it ends up being another loss. So let's get let's get to the head coach. Uh, Aline Vigneault addressed the media after the game. And here's what the head coach had to say. Hey, Elaine. Uh, Elaine, this is a question that seems to have been asked a few times over the last couple of weeks. But what do you think the problem is with the starts? Well, there's no doubt that uh, giving any team uh, three power plays in the first period is going to make it challenging on your team. And uh, our penalty killing, as we know, has been uh, uh, off and uh you know, the other team has been able to capitalize. So, you know, they scored their first two goals uh, on their power play. Uh, they scored their third goal. Uh, we just ended uh, killing a, a, another power play, their fourth one of the game. And um, as we made our change through Coots's line out there and uh, both our Ds ended up on the same side and gave up a, uh, their uh, our their third goal, so uh, it's uh, without a doubt it's challenging. But uh, again tonight, our guys battled the battle right till the end. Uh, Kutz's line is, is playing extremely hard. We need to find other guys to uh, to be able to to contribute offensively. Also, hey, the um, you officially got eliminated from the playoffs today uh, tonight. Um, how surprised are you that? Uh, you know, going into the season, obviously you had a lot of expectations, but how surprised are you the way things developed over the last six, seven weeks? Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, let's get through the season here and we'll be able to analyze, uh, you know, what, what happened in, in more depth. Uh, if you got a question about tonight's game, then I'll, I'll answer that. But as far as analyzing what's happened and why it's happened. Uh, I'll do that at, at the end there. Hi, Elaine. Uh, Jordan here. I was I was unmuted, actually. Um, the PK has been uh, – the PK was a real strength last season. Um, 
just seems like it hasn't been the case this season. What's the difference you've noticed? Well, we've got a, a one thing I, I will say is we're trying to work uh, some of our, our young personnel in, and uh, it's been it's been a learning experience. Uh, you know, uh, last year we had a couple more veteran players there that. Uh, you know, I killed a bit in those situations before this year. We're working in a, a couple of guys. Phil Myers, for an example, last year never killed. It was Niski or, or, or Browner over the boards. So this year we're throwing over the boards. Him and I, I don't want to get into specific names there, but obviously uh, trying to work in some personnel and it's made uh, our penalty killing a little bit more challenging. Hey, Elaine. Um, you mentioned a few minutes ago about the, the start and the penalties that put you guys in a bad spot. What explains, you know, the parade of penalties that, that happened in the first period? Was it sloppiness, effort? I guess what causes that? Well, in my estimation, there were, you know, average penalties from, from our end, uh, you know, uh, things that you have to stay away from if, if you want to have a, a good start and you want to, play a fast game and, and give them credit. They're a fast team. But, you know, after that first period where we gave up uh, nine shots uh, and most of them were on, on, on the power play, I think four or five of them were on the power play. Our five on five game was, was pretty good, but mostly uh, most of our five on five opportunities and, and chances are, are coming from Coots's line. We need other guys that, as much as they might be working hard uh, to uh, contribute more and, uh, We'll see if we can get that next game. Hey, Lane. Uh, only a two-game sample size. What are your observations on Tamula uh, so far? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the young man obviously uh, has got some puck skills. Um, and um, like you say, it's a small sample size. Uh, this is the best league in the world, but he has shown some uh, some upside. All right, so six games remaining on the Flyers' schedule. They'll be back at it Saturday at the Wells Fargo Center against the New Jersey Devils. That'll wrap up that four straight against the Devils. They'll see the Devils one more time coming up on uh, Monday the 10th. That'll wrap up the, the regular season, wrap up the Flyers' season as they're officially eliminated from the playoffs. In between that, Monday and Tuesday against the Pittsburgh Penguins at home, and then Friday and Saturday against the Washington Capitals on the road. So six games remain in the 2021 hockey season for the Philadelphia Flyers. That's going to put a wrap on this edition of Flyers Daily. Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on another brand new episode of Flyers Daily. Why try?